0: of what kind of Father you are, that you're a good Father, and that you love us, and you care for us, and your love for us was evident in the fact, Heavenly Father, that you sent your one and only Son to be that sacrifice on a cross, to redeem us restore that relationship so father there are not enough words to say thank you there's not enough actions to describe how liberated we feel so may the words of our lips and the actions of our heart speak forth praise May the way in which we live be a sign of the gratitude of the grace we have received. God, would you use us as your children to tell others of your goodness? happy father's day if you are wondering if the debit machine didn't work for you they are working now if you do need to tithe want to tithe even if you don't want to tithe they're still working and uh, thank you for your giving appreciate it i'm going to ask the uh i think it's all board members of today coming uh, we're going to receive the offering that you have and god bless you as you give uh just a Kids, you are dismissed. Pastor Catherine is back there waiting for you. You can go and see her. Go ahead, guys. Receive the offering. Thank you very much for your giving, and honoring the Lord with your tithes, and uh, we consider it a privilege and an honor that you would uh, that you would give. If you are interested in being a member here at LGF, we have some membership packages available for you. That you can. Please take one and get them back to us sooner than later, and uh, that's just going to help us as the fall comes closer They're on the back table, just by the doors where you came in. Today is Father's Day, and I don't know what comes to your mind when you think about fathers. Um, not everyone has a good relationship or a positive relationship, and I fully understand that and recognize that. But I want you to know that you have a Heavenly Father that loves you and cares for you and has great things in store for you. Um, I was thinking about my dad and and I mean my goodness I miss him. Um, I miss him like crazy. And and as I sat down I was thinking about my dad and I even thought about my grandpa's. Um, I had a good relationship with my grandfather as I I am thankful for their uh, influence in my life, and then as I sat even further and started thinking, I'm thinking, I remember my great-grandfathers and, and the the influence that they had. Uh, yes, they were maybe not um, as energetic as they once were. Our great-grandfathers, uh, but I remember when we when I would go to my grandpa's house where where my aunt Della lived. Um right next door was his dad, like right next door. And, and so we'd go visit great-grandpa, and, you know, you could always find some kind of cookie or, you know, even if they didn't offer them to you, you you knew where they were. And so as I think about my great-grandfathers and even my uh, my grandma's, Della's, mom's father, you uh, was a large, he was a tall man, and and in his later years, of course, was not as tall. But just a just a gentle, just a gentleman. And and when I think about my great-grandfathers, and I think about what they lived through, that the period of time would have been, wow, would have been a lot more difficult than what we have been through at, at my age. You know, they have seen things that. I can't imagine what they saw, you know? And I'm so thankful for their, for their heritage. And I'm thankful for their uh, being there. But again, I fully understand and recognize that not everybody has had um, a good godly influence of, as a father. And you know what? I, there's nothing I could do that I can't put it in a package and, and give it to you. Um, but I want you to know that God loves you with a love that goes even but beyond what you can imagine. God loves you so much. You know, sometimes we think that we're kind of unlovable. God still loves you. Sometimes you think, oh my goodness, I made a mistake. i That'd be all of us in this room. Um, you know, I'm not picking on anyone. We've all made a mistake. God loves you. Sometimes you think, I don't know how God could love me. God loves you. You know, there's just no way to even minimize that of his love for us. In fact, his love for us was demonstrated that even while we were still sinners, even while we wanted nothing to do with him, he loved us. So this morning, as I talked, I want you to understand that God loves you, and God has called you and chosen you. Title of my title of my message this morning is no ordinary Joe. You know, I, Joe or Joseph is not really a common name anymore. Uh, there was a time, maybe it was just me in, in my uh, Catholic upbringing, where everybody got you know either a Joseph or Mary, you know, and. It was easy to know everybody's name back then, you know. It seemed like as we moved further away from that, everybody just became brother and sister. Um, But yeah, not an ordinary Joe. You know, the role of a father is important. The role of a father is important. I remember the impact that my dad had in my life. Um, And I remember the things that he taught me. And the things he taught me, sometimes I didn't catch until he was gone. I was like, oh, I should have paid more attention. Anybody else there with me? Maybe your father's in heaven. You're like, I should have paid more attention. You know, back when he was talking, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Sometimes we do that in our our naivety, thinking we know it all. Uh, If your dad is still around, give him a call. You know, I just say, hey, Dad, I love you. I'd love to hear something from you. But God demonstrates for us that the role of the father is an important one. Fathers are not only needed for the physical act of conceiving a child, but they're also needed for the spiritual act of raising a child. You know, as I think about fathers, and there are some fathers that are unplugged, like they have children if they don't connect with them. And I'm like, I don't know how they can do that. I don't know how a, a dad can have kids and be unplugged from them. But that happens. That's the world we live in where sometimes men don't step up to the role that they've been called to. And that is very unfortunate because the role of a father is needed. The child that was conceived in the, tomb, in the womb of Mary, not the tomb of Mary, in the womb of Mary but was there by the Holy Ghost. And Mary was carrying this baby, and it was a, a miracle that took place. She was the only woman who didn't need a man to give birth. The only woman that didn't need a man to give birth. But a man was still needed to fill the role of a father in Jesus' childhood. And yeah, I know modern technology gets all weird and they can do all kinds of weird things, but there's still a man involved somewhere in that process. Single parents, today, we salute you. We honor you. Single parents, I... I can't imagine if you're a single father or a single mother and you have to play both roles, oh my goodness. We, uh, we honor you. It may be awkward coming to church when you're a, a single mom and saying, yeah, especially on Father's Day. And it's just like it is for fathers on Mother's Day, if you're a single father, it, it can be a little bit remindful of things that weren't as they should be we honor you and we bless you for your diligence. But when we think about this man named Joseph, Jesus' father, he was not an ordinary Joe. Just as God had looked upon this young woman, this young godly woman to bring forth this child, he looked for our godly man to be the earthly father of, Joseph, of Jesus. So, as we look at this man, Joseph, Joe, there's some things we see. That Joseph was a loving man. The scriptures draw the picture for us in a wonderfully caring, affectionate man. We see this firstly in his relationship with Mary. In Matthew chapter 1 and verse 19. It says, but her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Here's Joseph, he finds out that Mary's pregnant. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? In, in that culture, and at that time, he had full right to bring shame to her, to put her away, to say, you know what, Mary, I'm done with you. And he could have heaped shame upon her that was within his right in those cultures in that day. but he chose not to. So Joseph finds out that he's pregnant and, and the penalty for adultery in the Old Testament was death in fact by stoning. It was very it was a very public event and this penalty applied to the infidelity during the engagement as well as in marriage. Now in the New Testament things had changed a little bit. Um, somewhat, they still treated it as a huge grave offense. But upon the discovery that Mary, in fact, was pregnant, Joseph chose not to bring public humiliation upon her. Even before God spoke to Joseph, even before God spoke to him, he didn't have vengeance in his heart. He didn't have bitterness in his heart. Somewhere, I think he knew. There were ways that he could divorce her and it could be done quietly. Without the involvement of a judge, and Joseph was already considering the best way to do this. Joseph was kind. Husbands, the Bible has a lot to say about us today and how we love our wives. In Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 25, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Wow, that's a big statement, isn't it? That's a big statement, man. Joseph was very loving towards Mary. But he was also loving in his relationship with Jesus. He knew. Joseph knew that Jesus wasn't his. Like he knew that. And yet he still chose. He still said, you know what? I'm going to raise Jesus as, as though he's mine. There was no attitude in him that, hey, this boy isn't mine. There was no attitude that this boy isn't my flesh and blood. There was no resentment, no indifference towards him, and no lack of love there at all. Joseph adopted Jesus as his own. You know, I, I fully recognize that there are some in this room that are fathers to kids that are not even your own. You've just come alongside and helped to raise them. Maybe you're an uncle. Maybe you're just a, a grandpa again, for you know, one of your family members' kids. Maybe you're just that adult figure, that father figure, and you can. It's okay to do that. It's okay to mentor. It's okay to help along a young man. And some of you met him, Brian, in Z- in Zambia. He's almost thinks he's my son, and and I don't mind it. He's, he's a good young man. And the, the funny part is that sometimes our friends that live in that country, when they call you Papa, it's because they want something from you. Um, you know, it's so they they throw out the titles of Papa, and then it's Papa Can't. It's like usually that's like the second thing that comes along. Um, and And my young friend Brian, who almost feel like he's my son. Um, it, it never is Papa can. It's never followed up with that. It's, you know, just the good stuff. And and that's okay. He was a double orphan. He lost both of his parents, grew up in an orphanage. And so he just needed, at that age of life, before, prior to getting married, needed a godly influence of a man. And so we would sit down and talk and share. You know, so things happen that, Maybe doors just open up for you, men. and just want to encourage you to allow God to use you. You see, Joseph protected Jesus from the hatred of Herod. He nurtured and cared for him. He adopted the one that, that in fact, the rest of the world would reject. By today's, today, by contrast, we see men that are prepared to advocate their role towards their own children. They're prepared to say, you know what, I just taking my hands off. You can do. Dad, don't forsake your role. You have an important part to play, and it changes. Now, as being an adult, a, a father to adult children, it changes. I mean, I can't. I don't send my daughters to their room anymore. I don't say, well, it's time for you to go to bed. They kind of do that for me now like, hey, Dad, it's kind of getting late. Maybe you should go to bed. You know, 9 o'clock comes around, and it's like, okay. They put a warm glass of milk for me and usher me away. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they do tell me to go to bed at times, though. You know, a lot of men are opting out of being a dad because of what it costs. A lot of men are saying, you know, I'm not sure I want to be a dad because it has a cost. In 1 Timothy chapter 5, and verse 8, I found this verse very interesting. I've read it before. But in 1 Peter 5, verse 8, it says, If anyone does not provide for his relatives, especially for members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Oh, wow. Joseph was a loving man. Second thing we see about Joseph is that he was a devout man. He was a devout man. He, he was a man who obeyed God. He explicitly followed the Lord's leading and direction. When God spoke to him in a dream and told him to marry Mary, even though she was pregnant already, he obeyed. He didn't say, well, I, you know, I don't know. You know, she's got this issue. And the issue is that she's pregnant. It's not the issue, well, she's got, you know, uh, you know like a, a three years or something. It was just, you know, she's, pregnant and in those days was everybody knew and if everybody knew everybody was not impressed because that's the culture of the day but he obeyed then when god said to joseph you know what take mary and jesus and flee to egypt for their safety he immediately did that he he just left he closed up his business and left i don't know about you those of you men who have a business, if you just say, you know what, if God tells us, okay, we'll shut her down, we'll just go. And then when you're there, and God says, okay, now you can go back, you're gonna say, but wait, we, we just got here. God says, no, you, you can go back. Would you do that, men? Would you be that obedient? He was a man of faith. It takes faith to pack your bags and to head off to a foreign country with no prospects, no planning, simply on the basis that God said so. Now, we would all put our hands up if God said, you know what, pack your bags, go to Hawaii. You're like, mm I'm there. We don't need a plan. We can live on the beach. We're good. We're going. God told us to go to Hawaii. What if God calls you someplace you don't really want to go? Egypt was not friendly territory. It wasn't like, you know, we're packing up and moving to the ski chalet. It was go someplace where you're not all that comfortable. We would all go someplace exotic. But he had faith to obey. He had faith to... To obey the dream. He could have made excuses. But he was a man of faith. Fathers, this morning, your your faith speaks to your children. Raise them in an environment of faith towards God. Joseph was leaning on God. Men, hear me, men in this church, whether you are a father or not a father. We have a responsibility to be an example. We have a responsibility to be an example to those around us. We have a responsibility for them to see faith in us and faith lived out. He was a man who was faithful in his spiritual duty. He set an example for his family. He was going to the temple. He was attending the feasts. And in Luke chapter 2 and verse 41, it says, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of Passover. Fathers, our kids are watching our faithfulness. Sorry about the color on that. looks so much better on a screen this size. The third and last thing this morning is this, is he was a wise man. Now listen to me carefully. He was wise because he lived as one who redeemed the time. Oh, I know. There's not one of us that is perfect. Not one of us in this room that is perfect. But if you've made mistakes, whether you be a man or a woman, whether you be a parent or not a parent, we can redeem the time. We can say, you know what, that is what was, but that does not have to be anymore. We can redeem that time. We can say, you know what, I've made some mistakes. I put both hands up. But I'm going to live as a redeemer of the time. I'm going to make the most of the opportunity I have now. None of us can go back. If we could unwind things, if we could go back in time, there would probably be some things all of us would change. But we can't, can we? We can only say, you know what, from this day forward, I choose to live differently. From this day forward, I'm going to redeem that time. I'm not going to fall into those same traps. I'm not going to do those same things that I once did. He lived as one who learned how to redeem time. By all accounts, Joseph was somebody who had a shortened lifespan. You know, we read about Joseph's life, but we don't read much of him after Jesus' childhood. And in fact, at the cross, Jesus charged John with taking care of his mother. It's like Joseph was passed away already. And he charges John with taking care of her. So it seems like Joseph was taken before his time. But Joseph used the time that he was given honorably and wisely. We all can do that, can't we? We can all live to redeem the time. He had provided for his family. He had set an example for them that they would remember. He raised his children and nurtured them in the admonition of the Lord. (coughs) Excuse me. Jesus, Jesus was not the only child that Joseph had. He raised other boys as well. And possibly daughters. He had other sons, two of them at least, were greatly used by God, James and Jude. James was the leader in the church in Jerusalem. So we know that Joseph had an impact, that Joseph was living a life that said, you know what, I'm making the most of this time. Joseph raised children in the ways of the Lord, and he left behind a legacy after his time. Each one of us in this room, none of us know how much time we have left. If you're a parent, none of us know how much time you have left with your children or with our families. None of us know that. Oh, I talked about my great-grandfathers, Did the, that I think that they thought they would get to see, you know, the blessing that I was. I don't know. You know, that sometimes they don't, they don't know what they get to see. They don't know when their time is up. None of us do, we don't know that. We aren't given that, I think if we knew that, I think we'd make different choices, wouldn't we? If we knew when our, when our last day was, we would probably do things differently. But I want to encourage you, just because we don't know when our last day is, does not mean that we should not live as though it is the last day. We should live redeeming the times. saying, you know what? Today, I want to make the best choice. Today, I want to make the right choice. Today, I want to live the good example. Today, I want individuals to see in me something different. I want them to, to see a godly influence. We can live in a way in which we are redeeming the time." So, my question to you are you doing that? Are you redeeming the time like Joseph did? Encouraging families, setting an example, providing for needs. Unfortunately, some provisions for their family is just simply a paycheck. And they think that's it, but we need to be godly examples. It needs to go beyond just our pocketbook. It needs to go beyond just buying groceries. It needs to be that spiritual impact. It needs to be that impact that makes a an impact beyond us. It goes our children need more from us than just food. They need our affection. They need our examples. They need our godly counsel. They need our our laughter and our warmth. They need our concern. You see, this man Joseph kind of inspires me. I'm sure he wasn't perfect. You, You know, we 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 get there sometimes, don't we? We read about these individuals in the Bible and we think, oh, they had it perfect. They they didn't struggle at all. They didn't have any tough times at all because they're they're in the Bible. Oh, trust me, he wasn't perfect. But he redeemed the time. He redeemed the time. He said, you know what? We're going to do things differently, we're going to set a different example. I wonder if we could do something this morning as we close. I would like to pray over you as your pastor, and I'd like the men to help me. Would you help me, men? I'd like us, as men, just to stand where we are. Maybe just make our way, encompassing the chairs that are in here. We're not gonna, obviously going to make a full circle around, but let's just let's just gather ourselves around and just stretch our hands out and begin to pray a blessing upon those who are here. Whether you're a father or not, men, if you're that age, so let's just go to the back and the front. Let's just encompass this this congregation this morning. Let's just pray God's blessing on them. Let's just say, God, would you bless them? Yeah. Go ahead, just stretch your hands out, man. Father, we pray your blessing upon these in this congregation, whether they be young or old. Father, we pray that you would bless them. God, that you would use us as the men of this congregation. Father, we thank you for your love and your care. And Father, as men in this house, we pray a blessing, we pray a godly blessing upon those who are here, and even those who are at home. Father, that you would bless them. Lord, that you would keep them, that you would make your face to shine upon them. Father, for those who are struggling, we pray that you would raise them up. Father, for those who feel helpless and homeless today, we pray, Father, that you'd remind them of your love and your care for them. For those who don't have the example of a dad in their lives, I pray, Father, that you would use us as the men of this assembly to be that godly example. Oh yeah, that doesn't mean we're perfect. But God, would you use us? Would you strengthen us, Lord? God, I thank you for these men and I pray your blessings upon them. I thank you, Lord, for who they are. And I pray, Lord, that you would use them. Father, I pray that you would go with us today. That you would make us Great in your name. Father, do we see great things happen for you in your kingdom? Lord, would you go with us today? In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Oh, thank you. Fathers, we do have something for you as you leave this morning. We do again.